to another episode of Wonder Confessions. Um, yes, I decided to play a song from Lana Del Rey. Um, an artist at one point I thought was kind of dull. I still kind of think she's kind of a dull artist, but, you know, this song kind of grew on me. So I decided to play it as, like, the intro, um, as I'm still, um, I don't know, we're trying to, trying to uh, I don't know, get, 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 in the, get in the swing of things, I guess, trying to get in the mood for the fall shit. I don't know why I played this other than just I wanted to play it. It was a, it's a good song. I, I, I sort of dig it. I sort of dig it. Um, so you can follow me at uh, film underscore wonder at Twitter on Twitter and at Instagram. You can follow me on Snapchat. Um, no Captain Zero. You can also follow my work at uh, filmwonder at wordpress dot com. Um, you can also. You know, if you shall choose to read my old work at thefilmwander.blogger.com, as I keep promoting that very site. Um, I am pretty well recovered from my wisdom teeth uh, procedure, so like I don't feel like I'm sort of going through any like you know setbacks when I like my 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 lower my mouth my my lower lip is still a little numb, so you know I'm still going through that cycle so, sort of, you know sort of sort of sort of still recovering from that. So, I mean, other than that, like, I mean, I'm fine. I mean, I turned 30. Um, I was discussing about that last week. Um, like, I'm happy I'm 30, but I'm like, it's like, do I feel older? It's like, it, it, basically, take a point five to, like, 29, that's about how I feel. Yeah. I don't really feel any... Um, different than before. Um, it was a quite a quite a dull birthday. I really didn't do anything. Um, yeah. Um, I got calls. You know, people were calling me. You know, wish happy birthday. I got you know, got messages on Facebook, uh, Snapchat, Twitter. Well, mostly Facebook and Snapchat, but most of all, like, I didn't really do anything. Um. I mean, I've, you know, I've been sort of still trying to make up for uh, June and July. And um, in terms of, like, you know, financial setbacks here and there. Um, and, uh, you know, so that's kind of like the thing I'm sorry, that's been in my mind lately. It's just like, okay, how am I going to make this back? I have plans to do this and do that. And, and you know, that, that's kind of that's kind of where my mind is really um, with that. Like, I haven't. I haven't had the chance to to put myself in um, in a mo- in a moment where I I can have a little bit of fun. That makes sense. Um, and you know that's kind of what I want to have um, in my in my uh, my next decade is um, I want to have a lot of fun. Um, I don't want to settle down. I don't want children. I don't want a wife. You know I want to travel the states. I want to travel the world if need be. Um, you know, of course, you know, savings and all that stuff, and of course that comes worse and all that, but you know, I, I don't, the whole, like, you know, you gotta, you know, get ready for, you know, the rest of your life shit. Like we're, we're at a point in history where millennials are sort of the lost generation because of, um, part of not 11, two wars, um, you know, wealth of going to the rich, um, and you know we're not getting any, you know, on the back end, you know, because wages are, are, you know, are shitty for, you know, folks like myself and others who, 
you know, who do everything their parents say, you know, th- that tell them to do, save your money, um, you know, don't, you know, don't do anything stupid, you know, with your credit or whatnot. And then, you know, what ends up happening is you end up doing stuff for you because you want to, you know, feel better about yourself. And I honestly, like in my 20s, like, I didn't really feel really great about myself. Um, I, I, I thought very little of myself. Um, and because of it, I, um, you know, I, I settled really for the low bar and I didn't really, you know, take charge in, you know, in doing what I want to do and, and not, you know, having, you know, perceptions being put in my head as to, okay, you need to put this together, you need to do that together and do this and, and stuff. And, you know, I, lately I, I've, you know, I've taken a step back from the, you know, from movies. I mean, partially it's, you know, it's a me thing. I had to, you know, take a mental break. A lot's been going on um, in the United States. Um, I mean, heck, I've kind of taken a little break from Twitter. Somewhat. Like, I've had, I had to just mental breaks. And, um, you know, sort of reconnect with myself a bit. Like, I'm going to keep doing that as well. Like, after after I finish the show, I'm going to read a book. Um, I might I might do something on the back end before I do that, but I might just read a book and, and um, you know, get in touch with literature. Um, something I, I I was trying to do more of this year, but I haven't really had the chance to do so because, you know, a lot's been happening. And plus, I've just I've been really busy. I mean, and busy and being busy is good, but also but the worst. But but at, at the same token, you 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 want to you want to alleviate that stress. You just you want to do something that isn't just work 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 work. Um, and um, you know, feel like you have to take on a ton of um responsibilities that you quite frankly just you may not have this the time you know or just you don't want to put you know a lot of you know faith into it i mean do i do i <laughs> sorry about that do i think growing up is hard i mean that depends like on on the idea of like it's growing up hard it's being an adult's kind of it has its own thing, like, you know, paying bills and, you know, living by yourself and, you know, making sure, you know, every bill's being paid. You know, I'm looking at it that way, like, it's it's challenging. But, you know, sometimes you gotta, you can't really take it as, you know, something other than just, you know, you're just going through the motions, I guess. <sighs> or, you know, some shit like that. But, you know, I feel, like, personally, I, I, how do I feel personally? It's like, you know. I wish I wish things were better. Um, like I still have some, a couple setbacks here and there of like what I expect myself, you know, in year thirty of my life, you know, what to what to t- put forth. Like I still want to take this this show into higher heights. I want to co-star, you know. I want to interview, you know, uh, guests and you know do that sort of thing. Like I I have huge goals for myself. Um. So, I want, um, oh, Anquan Bowles retiring. Just looking at the news on that. Uh, that's, you know, good for him. Um, you know, he's had a great career. You know, I've done things I didn't think I wanted to do. Um, and I'm doing them, you know. And some of them are little, some of them are, you know, 
I don't say big aspirations, but you know, th- just little phobias and you know things I've been trying to shake off, and that's kind of where I'm at. Just that's really the modus modus operandi is, is um to make sure that I do what I need to do mostly for me and um, and um, make sure I do a better job of um, being responsible you know just you know making sure that um I'm able to stand up for myself. Like I, I, I haven't really done a good job of that over my my, my lifetime. You know, I've I've just let shit slide and I just let it go, and you know, I don't really do anything for, about that. So I decided to take, you know, you know, do that more. You know, look at myself more. You know, what's wrong with me as an individual? You know, like try to write more. Like I, as you probably, as y'all probably know, I don't really do the, um, after the credits, like podcast anymore. I just, I'm, I'm putting that towards writing. Um, because it's just, I've lacked doing that. And, and I want to really put a lot of effort into the, the writing portion of like my reviews and stuff. And if there, if, if there ever be a time that I'll do it, like, sure. But I, but to be quite honest, like I like to have a, a co-host help me with that more than anything. Um, and the reason I want a co-host is I want someone to bounce off of. Like I need, I don't want to always be the person whose opinion is like the, you know, the only one on the front on, you know, just that's just there. Now, admittedly is, you know, have I earned a co-host? I would take the high road answer and say, I haven't earned a co-host. Um, you know, part of it comes down to the end of know people. So the part is, you know, explaining the show, what the concept of the show is and stuff. And, you know, what, you know, the brand of the, of the film wanderer is. And, you know, eventually if, if I get, you know, a network of people, you know, it could be the film wanderers, you know, people who are just, you know, movie buffs like myself. But, you know, we just go about a day watching movie, go home and whatever, you know, you know, I mean, I mean, heck, I, I'm thinking of like doing a, um, getting a photo and doing a photo shoot, you know, for myself, you know, in conjunction with the show. Doing that sort of thing. Um, is there anything else I want to talk about before, you know, going to the box office? Um, I mean, I mean, not really. I mean, I'm not like, I mean, this won't be that long. To be honest, today, I'm not really going to do a, like a long show. Like I did the last couple of weeks, but yeah, come in because, uh, you know, a lot of meaty topics, but you know, I'm gonna take it a little easy this week, this week. But, um, I mean, I've gotten to know people that I didn't think I, you know, get to know. I probably said that already at some point, but you know, so I've been doing more networking. So I mean, that's good. You know that you you can never stop that. Um, but you don't want to come across as a dick either. You know that's very important. Um, is to not come across as a big old dick and do shit that's uh, against the grain, so to speak. You know, do you know, be be a good person, but you know, own your shit and don't be a dick, and you know, everything will, you know, upset. Uh, every everything will will come along nicely. That's pretty much it. 
Okay. Um, um, look at the box office here. Um, my, my, my close to me because uh, I haven't done that. So, okay, I'm looking at the weekend of August 18th to the 20th. Um, the number one movie in America is now uh, the Hitman's Bodyguard. I did see this movie. Um, it was funny. It was uh, pretty funny. I had to put my glasses on. Uh, it was um, it was nothing to write home about. Um, I mean, the story is um, um, Gary Oldman plays uh, like a dictator in, in Belarus, and he um, decides to take. Um, well, basically, he's a dude that commits uh, um, horrific acts. And, um, you know, Interpol sort of, you know, taken into it. And um, it, it's up to, like, uh, Ryan Reynolds and Sam Jackson to, uh, you know, especially Sam Jackson's character to, um, you know, testify before the international court, you know, to, um, you know, put his case and stuff. And um, it, it, it's nothing to write about. Like, you know, I, you know, I give it a three out of five. But you know, it's like was I entertained? I was I was fairly entertained. Like I like I I yucked it up a bit. It was funny, but just the thing is, is I I you know I wasn't like you know amazed or overwhelmed. I you know it was it was a good time, so to speak. It was just you know one of those movies where it's like okay, this this works for me. This this is good. And that's that's kind of where I you know that's kind of where it sticks for me really. Um, like it's it's a mad, it's something worth maddening. It's something I wouldn't go out of theater out of my way to see in theaters. I'm I'm glad I maddened because I didn't think I would pay full price for it, um, in which I didn't. I paid like six change for it to see it. Um, I might even put a review up probably you know sometime this week if I can. Um, the other reviews are taking longer than expected because I just haven't had the chance to sit down and write them. It's like you know I've had haven't I haven't had a chance to sit down and you know religiously like sit down and watch watch tv shows i haven't i just haven't had i haven't had a chance to just to, to get on with it and i want to get on with it um so yeah anyway the immense bodyguard you know gross 21.6 million dollars um uh, that's where it stands it it's gonna make his money back for it looks from those things 21 million dollar budget yeah it should make that probably within probably you know the next week or so um um, and there's and there's very little competition. Uh, I think the only movie, I think the only big movie that's out is like this Bruce Lee, this movie about Bruce Lee um, from World Wrestling Entertainment Studios. So uh, we'll see how that does next week. I'm not gonna go to the movies on Sunday for the record because I'm gonna go to Mizicon. Um There will be a podcast. I'm just trying to think how I'm gonna do it. Um, but um, it it I have to see I have to see how um, I um, I perform it. So. Um, it's going to be quite interesting how I, I, I do with it. Um, but there'll be a show next week. It'll just be, I just haven't decided how I'm going to do the show um, after I come home from um, a long day in Miami. Um, Annabelle Creation was number two. Um, it was number one in America last week. Um, solid $64 million. It made $15.5 million this weekend. Um, $15 million budget. So it's already made three, four times the budget. So it's already, you know, in black, like by far. And the biggest disappointment of the weekend was um, Sod- Steven Soderbergh's Lucky Logan Lucky, um, which made eight million dollars, which is very weak for a uh, Steven Soderbergh movie. 
Um, I'm pretty sure he hoped a lot better than what he got from that. And um, I'm seeing that Thursday. I was going to try to see it uh, this week, but I mean the past week. But you know, I just didn't. I didn't really feel like going. And, and, I, and I didn't think it was um, a movie worth um, uh, opening weekend. So I just was like, I'll see it another time. I'm going to see. Detroit on Tuesday, um, which lost more than half its um, theaters, as I'm looking at it right now. Um, Doug Kirk still doing strong, um, $6.7 million for $165.5 million. Uh, the nut job to United by Nature, uh, which will not beat its predecessor, $5.1 million. Uh, you know, small drop, but you know, it's a small victory. I mean, the movie's a flop anyway. Um, and a pretty bad average, uh, 1,277 uh, per theater, which is not good. Um, and four, and 4,000 screens. Yeah, 4,000. The, the open roll films thought it was a good idea to release this movie in 4,000 screens. Mm-mm. Problem. Um, so, yeah, he wanted, that's probably, what, and that's why that, that theater per average is terrible, because hardly anyone's seen it. Um, um, the Mojo movie still doing okay, half point three million dollars. Uh, uh, thirty percent drop. Um, seventy one point seven million dollars. Um, you know, saw it work. Um, and Spider-Man: Homecoming still delivering the bacon. Uh, four 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 point two million dollars. Um, thirty fourteen million dollars overall. Um, so it should probably end up with four three hundred twenty or something like that. Um, which, which, you know, is a, is a good, you know, for a movie that started off, um, you know, really good. And then, you know, that second week really hurt. Um, it, it's, you know, dropped off, uh, better than, um, uh, sorry. I was looking at something on my phone. I'm sorry. Um, I blacked out. I was. I saw John McCain. I saw John McCain, but it's 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 a ship. Uh, so, um, where was I? I was girl strip. Girl strip. Three point eight million dollars. That's still doing strong. Um, strong theater. You know, pretty good theater average. Um, uh, hundred point nine million dollars. So, it should probably you know be within one hundred seven million dollars this week. I think, um, if it can you know hold up and maintain. The Dark Tower. Um, in its third week, it's uh, number nine at the box office at forty-one point six million dollars. Made three point seven million dollars this weekend. Um, that's probably that's like week forty-five million dollars, you know, at the box office. And Wind River, which uh, expanded theaters, um, it made a strong um, three million dollars, um, considering um, where it started. So I'm probably I'm pretty sure they're gonna release more screens, you know, whenever that happens. Um, Let me go check. Um, I gotta check my guy from um, ERC. Or better, I can check my phone because my laptop is uh, quite slow. So let's check out the um, uh, Twitter. What the box office is. Um, what did my dude say? What did he say? What did he say? Uh, think he's falling. Um, hold on one second. Awesome. 
Okay. Um, according to ERC box office on Twitter, uh, the box office boost continues. Uh, so it made so everything. Every movie overall made like like uh, ninety four million dollars domestically. Um, twenty nine million dollar twenty one percent drop from versus last year. And I gotta see what came out last year in comparison, because um, it has been a, it has not been the best summer. I think this is like one of the, it's supposed to be like I read somewhere it's supposed to be one of the lowest grossing summers like twenty five years or, or, or some statistic. And the number one movie in America was uh, Suicide Squad last week. Well, from last year, I mean, not last week. From last year. Yeah, that movie, um, you know, did well in the second week. Um, and what, what you, know, the, you know, squad benefited from, there was very little competition. Um, so I was part of gave it a run for its money, but overall, you know, squad, um, you know, eventually pulled, pulled ahead and, um, you know, delivered. So, um, I'm trying to think what else, uh, in regards to that box office, because there's not much to talk about. Yeah, that's kind of it for that one. Um, yeah, I think that's it for the box office. I think that's it for the box office. Um... I guess I can start the show with um. So, I'm um, I'm going a little different direction here. Um, so Saturday Night Live, uh, they have like the weekend update, like which apparently happens like every week now. And um, Tina Fey was on the show. She talked about uh what happened in Charleston and you know what to do after the funeral. Um. Charles and stuff, and um, it, like I've read a couple of things about her, um, how she feels about sex workers, and you know, just you know, she seems to be dogging. This is to me this trend in um, Hollywood circles, um, especially if you know your angle is to shit on sex workers, or you know, you know, to you not know, care about other people's feelings, you know, especially if you're like you know, Tina Fey. You, there's this thing where um, they're just shitting on the person over and over and over and over and over, right? So there's that and shit, and it just looks bad, you know. It's like, you know, here's this, you know, um, you know, this icon, this hero, and, and um, um. Tina Fey, you know, for mostly white women um, and stuff, and um, yeah, it, it, it's like the more you think about her, think about it, and this is, he's like, is she really worthwhile? And this is like, yeah, like, like I remember, like, like I, the, the clip's like seven minutes long, and um, I guess like, I, I can do a clip of version of it, like, you know. Also short, like we don't. Um, she mentioned something to the effect of, um, you know, she got she got some drugs off on white premises. I mean, that was that was you know that's funny, I guess, and um, you know she you know um, you know made a reference about you know Trump being gorgeous, which was a, which was a joke and stuff. Like that was that was fine, I guess. Like I didn't really, I wasn't really that upset. I mean, I mean when I watched it first, I was I was not really in the best mood when I watched it. Because um, so much had happened then, and then you know, and I was able to, you know, I was able, I listened to a podcast, the Black Guy Tips, 
um, they had it, and I, you know, and some of the jokes connected. But you know, the unfortunate part was like, as the more the skit went on, it was like I was like, oh, so your intention is basically just to, um, the message is basically just do nothing and just you know just don't think about these people when, you know, people are you know, the more you ignore shit like this, you know, Nazis, you know, racists. He, he, the more you're emboldening and inviting them into, you know, um, certain segments of the, you know, of um, of the country, which you know, it it's just not, it's not good. And, um, you know, she ate cake, you know, um, and you know, she made a she, well, she caking, she caking. That was like the the whole her whole the whole thing about it. And so, you know, you know, she caking, and you know, um, you know, eating cake, and you know, the audience is laughing and. And, you know, I was like, this is your solution. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, your solution is is a winning strategy. Yay, Tina Fey. You know, with her, with a, with a useless winning strategy. Uh, you know, of how to handle, you know, dealing with um, Nazis and shit. And it, it was just, it was whack and stuff. And, you know, I basically kind of, I kind of just got out of that at, at that point. And then, you know, I, and then, you know, later on during, I think it was Friday, I, I listened to a clip. It's like twenty five second clip, like the rest of it, and you know she makes she makes a reference to um, Abraham Lincoln um, basically raping a slave, Sally Hemming, and I was like, what was the point of the joke? Like, I mean, what, what, you just wanted to store that in because you know jokes and it's funny and people don't understand the joke. I was like, I understood, you know, some of the shit she said just fine. I mean, if it don't land, it don't land, you know, and and honest to God, like I mean, you know. Having known that Faye was sort of this way, I wouldn't have known if I didn't look it up. And, you know, turned out, you know, she's a piece of work. And, um, you know, she's on that white feminism TM, you know, you know, makes it about her, but not everyone else. So, um, and that's sort of the, you know, the unfortunate part about you know, white feminism TM is, you know, it's, it's self, but it's not selfless. It's selfish. It's selfless, not, but not selfless. You know, not a lot of people, other people are, you know, welcome to the table. You know, black people are not welcome to the table. Um, you know, Latinos, Latinos and Latinas and, you know, you know, Asians are not welcome to the, to the table and stuff. And, you know, it just, and the jokes were easy. It's like, she could have picked something better, but, you know, when you don't care, you don't care. And um, that's kind of how I felt about, you know, her take on everything really it just it was a lot of i don't care um and i don't really have to really care about um people's um uh, feelings or, or you know the tears or whatnot and the thing i'm saying and that's kind of how i felt about it the whole fucking way was just she didn't give a shit and um you know for someone who's um you know uh, you know a troublemaker and a gatekeeper it it, it yeah it doesn't really look really that good, and in um, you know, in the eyes of some of the people that look up to you, it's just it's like you could do better, but you just, but you know, and, and you know, people on Twitter, or some people on Twitter, are trying to make you know make make excuses for her, and and um, you know, trying to keep up with the joke, which is another way of telling, saying your shit ain't good. It's just not good. And when you're not, when your shit's not good, and people are like, well, holy fucking shit, like defending you to no end. Yeah, whatever. There's no point. You know, there's no point in defending it. That's my two cents on uh, Tina Fey. Um, yeah, just don't be a Tina Fey cape and uh, try to defend that shit.
This article's a little old, but I'll go with it anyway. It's uh, basically Bill Maher uh, defending uh, Jeffrey Ward. Um, you know, same deal with Tina Fey. It's like I'm, I'm putting, you know, Bill Maher in here because you know Bill Maher, you know, has done you know movies before, and he did uh, that, that uh, religious movie, and um, you know, I mean, he had on. Uh, well, he was interviewed by you know from uh, by CNN colleague, and I say CNN colleague because CNN is owned by Time Warner, and CNN uh, Time Warner owns HBO, so. Um. So yeah, here's what happened. Um, he defended Jeffrey Lord. Jeffrey Lord got fired. We're seeing that a couple weeks ago, but I think it was a couple weeks ago. Actually, it was about a couple weeks ago. He got fired from CNN. Um, what happened was, um, I said, I said, well, we can have it go, but nevertheless, he said sick Hale at, um, Media Matters on Twitter. Um, you know, as like, um, you know, and this is thing going on too. And as I, as I kind of was going off with Tina Fey, like other people defending a joke, but that isn't really a joke. It's just, you're defending a person's right to be offensive without understanding the context of like, you know, words. I kind of feel like people just don't know what words mean because they just wanted to say words, but they don't, they can't really put the pot to call it together to, to figure out what does this word mean? What does that word mean? You know? And I really feel like, you know, there's a lot of that shit going on. Um, so like he said, like, I don't really know how long, but the last really referring to his job, my Mars told Sakari, but morning, what he sees is today's political correctness. It's worse every year. The things that they go after people for now, uh, your colleague, I don't agree with him, Jeffrey Lord. CNN got rid of him because he said CK on a on a tweet. It's, it was a joke. The Mar doesn't know what the joke is. Period. He don't know what the joke is. And I'm I get I get a little I get a little tired when people say, "Well, it's a political correctness." It's like this is people being more aware. I mean, fine, you can say it's political correctness, but you know, back in the day, um, people would let, would let some shit like that slide. Just like people would, you know, make an excuse, make, make, you know, would uh, try to rationalize that, uh, okay, you know, kids with autism, you know, they just, they just need, um, they just need to act right. Which is another way of saying, you know, stop acting this way. It's like, they, but, they, but, you know, genetically, they can't help the way they act or socialize. It's, it's a, it's a neurological, it's a neurodevelopmental disorder. Like, like, take for me, I'm autistic, and, you know, I have moments where I, you know, my thoughts don't come out so clearly sometimes because, you know, just I have I have a weird way of communicating with people. Um, and, you know, people have made the claim that, you know, it was it's it was vaccine, vaccines when it's, you know, statistics and um, genetics, you know, I, I'm a statistic. You know, I don't know what the number of amount of adults have autism, but I'm like one and whatever, you know, whatever the statistic is. Um, but yeah, like people who say that shit don't know what, um, what that means, you know, and all I, all I see with Mar, like he has more quotes about, you know, comments that this has got to stop this idea that people have to turn away if they've offended me for even for one moment how about just move on turn the page and go to the next day in your life like that's fine too but here's the problem with that you try to do that shit and people repeat the same process that's the problem with like move on don't turn the turn the page like 
you realize people learn their lesson from just turning the page. They don't know how to fucking move on from that. So there are a couple ways you can move on, right? You get punched in the face or um, you get tongue lashing. But I don't do that shit. And people keep pushing the line, keep pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And they punch his face and you're like, what was that for? It's like, you kept being a dick, motherfucker. Like, that's what you get. You know, trying to be offensive because it's cool. But you try telling that to someone who who is of special needs and you, you just you want to keep, you know, continuing the process over and over again. It's like, yeah, I don't I don't get it. I don't really get it. Um I don't get it. It's like um again it's just, you want to be offensive, but you be offensive. And, you know, that shit has a ceiling. Um you can be offensive all you want, great. Um just no, you might get your ass kicked. Just just saying. You know, Jeffrey Lord is a racist. Bill Maher is a racist too. And that racist gets a fat gets you know, gets you know, gets you know, gets his capes to save him because he says things I agree with, which is another way of saying I agree with your I agree with your prejudice. Um But no man, like he blames millennials for political awareness. Like, dude, you you haven't grown up. That's it. You're a sixty one year old angry white man who's a libertarian and you just don't refuse to give up and you sound you, you sound exactly the very person you hate. And it's like no wonder it's like no wonder like everyone is passing by and everyone is just you know either taking on a different tack with like their podcasting like talents or whatnot and just people are you know tangled with the times because you know and you know, Bill Marshall has not has not changed it's just like all I see is really people just on a show just getting a check and you know not saying anything profound or interesting you know like, I haven't cared about, you know, Bill Marshall since, you know, Joy Reed was on the show four years ago, you know, you know, alongside Glenn Greenwald. Like, I haven't cared about that show. And I wasn't, like, I wasn't a, a, a long-time viewer, but, you know, I watched it occasionally. And, you know, I thought, yeah, Mars on our side, and you sort of realize that, yeah, he's just, he's just a dude, bro. A Royal Taylor dude, bro, who um, has to make really passe jokes to get his point across because he's not very funny. Yeah, I'm gonna end it there. Um, okay, now I got movie news. Um, Jimmy Bell is uh, still a bit disappointed with his uh, Fantastic Four movie. Um, I guess I decided to put you know put this on the on the, on the uh, show sheet tonight. Um, Cinema, from Cinema Blend, uh, I have a couple of articles from Cinema Blend. As a matter of fact, this one and another one. Um, right after this. Um, so yeah, um, Jimmy Jamie's still like dealing with the fallout from Fantastic Four like two years later. Not necessarily you probably need to move on from because, you know, that movie, that franchise, and that movie's not going to get any better under Fox. But, you know, he had his comments about it, and, um, you know, um, you know, he was just disappointed about how things turn out. And, you know, from what he said is, um, you know, there's a quote here uh, from him. Um, there were several things on that movie I was clearly not privy to because I'm just an actor, and I just do my, my stuff on set. But with something like that, everyone starts with the best of intentions. Uh, a production begins with the idea to make someone that's unique and original and with integrity. I think the film really strived towards those goals. I don't know what happened between the launch of the voyage and the arrival. I think we were all bitter this one and with that with that film, that's just the way it goes sometimes. 
yeah, it was a stinker. Like, like I'm not gonna parse that shit. Like, it was dark. Um, it, the uh, you could tell the movie had suffered from a lot of cuts because they were trying to, you know, fit in as much as possible. Because you know, Trank apparently you know didn't really get it right, and you know he had you know concerns with the studio, and they're bringing Simon Kimber to I believe to finish up the film, and it, it's a jumbled mess. Like the the movie is like. It's a long as original story of shit we already know. And then there's hardly a middle, you know, uh, spoiler alert, like, you know, Reed Richards, you know, leaves, uh, you know, that, 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 you know, the army that he was in. And, you know, there's like one fight scene of him using his powers and shit. And just, yeah, like Dr. Doom is rushed. Like, like, you know, the, the, the climax is just, is so rushed. Um, It's just, I, good Lord. Ugh. That movie was frustrating, you know? I, and it had a good cast. Like, uh, I want to say Reggie Cathy was in it. He played, um, um, Franklin, Franklin, um, Storm, um, uh, Michael B. Jordan, of course, is in it. I, he was like the lone standout. Like he gave it his all, really. I thought and stuff. And um, yeah, man. Um, I'm looking at um. <laughs> excuse me. Uh, so yeah. Um, there was really nothing you could do to save that film. Just really nothing you could do so um trying to think um of course Sarah uh God, what's her name uh Rooney Mar Kate K Mar was in it uh Jimmy Bell was in it uh Kebble t- uh uh Toby Kebble was in it he played Doctor Doom um whose like names like spelled out like in like one of the scenes in the movie which is like damn like <laughs> you could have just you could have disguised shit a little bit better it's just like Victor Von Doom it's like Victor probably had a different name before he became Dr. Doom or I don't know <laughs> that's my long shot guess like for them just just putting it out there um but the movie sucked, and ultimately it flopped, and there was really nothing the studio could do about it. It was just um, poor timing. Poor timing on Fox's part. And, you know, they had no, they had no ads. I don't think for it. Like, the only ad I saw for that movie was, like, a, something pertaining to soccer, which is another way of saying, oh, damn, this movie ain't gonna be good. And, yeah, it was good. There's nothing good about it. And they're trying to do some shit with, like, you know, trying to make it younger and shit. And it's just like, just stop. Because you ain't got no ideas. Like, Fox can't admit they ain't got no fucking ideas for the, for the for these for these these characters. They're just hoarding, just hoarding Fantastic Four so you don't have to give it to Fox. It's like, what the fuck? Just give it to Fox. I mean, I give, ooh, sorry. Give it to Marvel. Just give the rights back to Marvel. Because you, you've, you've given, you had three attempts, attempts already. You know, the first one was okay. The second one was not as good. The first one, it's not saying a whole lot. And this one was terrible. So, yeah, just give it, give it to them. 
and um, you know keep making retreaded X Men movies. Um, so anyway, um, now I'm looking at something about Aquaman, um, how he, how the filming is going to ha- be handled with him, uh, according to Willem Dafoe. Um, so um, I guess filming is underway for Aquaman, and um, I mean I heard somewhere that apparently they're they're going to try to do like underwater scenes and um, uh, most of the I guess mo- I guess mostly uh, underwater stuff. Um, I guess the one thing I was trying to figure out is like how are they going to pull this off? You know, especially you know, you know these actors ain't got gills, you know, so. I guess uh, William Defoe was interviewed, um, and this is a, this is a quote from um, Cinemaland. Most of my scenes are underwater, some are not. So much of it, because we're talking and shooting underwater, is a lot of ways impractical because you're limited to what you can do with sets. It's more about shooting them dry or wet, and the effects do certain things to give the water feel. But we aren't doing the scene under underwater, but we are in harnesses and on wires. There is movement. It's not like we're we're sit, all sitting around pretending we're underwater like this. Stand stands up still. We're swimming around. We're moving. So that should be really beautiful. I mean, I guess you know, um, yeah. Uh, so he plays uh, Nudie's vocal. Um, he'll be in Justice League um, this year, and uh, you know, I guess you know, Forty Article says like you know, um. you know, mimicking, you know, swimming underwater, you know, how to talk and, you know, how to do, um, you know, how to, you know, how to, you know, be underwater, you know, as, um, you know, cause we're underwater, you know, shit's slower. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not like making my legs too bad, but it's, you know, you're in the water, you know, the current is you're in the current. So, so I guess, you know, basically they're, you know, still trying to go through those complications, and um, I mean, we'll see how it ends up. Like, you know, twenty eighteen is is uh, you know apparently when it's going to be out. Um, I mean, they have a lot of work to do. Um, I mean, December twenty first. Like, I don't think I think a Star Wars movie might be out, so they may have to move that date because uh, they ain't being Star Wars. Um, if Star Wars decides to put it in twenty eighteen, and then they take money from them, it's just <laughs> it's not a good look. Ooh, sorry about that. I had to drink my coffee. But yeah, um, I saw like the trailer just like uh, the, the second trailer, and you know, there's a, a sequence of him underwater swimming. Yeah, it, it doesn't look great. I mean, it's not terrible, but it doesn't look great. And um, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know what they can do to finish it up because you know, Just League should be out in a couple months, so I think they should be done with post production. Like, man, it was going to be something of a mess if it's not good. Which I don't think it's going to be. Uh, About a couple more articles. Um, Dick Gregory, uh, he died over the weekend. Um, He died, he was 84 years old, and um, it it was was a pretty big loss. Like, I didn't learn about it until, like, later, later, um... I want to say later Saturday evening or something like that. Like I like I was probably going to sleep, like just you know, trying my rest on because I was really tired from working. And uh, you know, I heard about it, and and um, you know, 
he was he he fought for, he fought against uh, police brutality. He was a civil rights icon. Um, you know, but he had jokes. I mean, he was a, he was a funny guy. Like I'll be honest, I know very little about Dick Gregory. Um, and um, you know, you know, there's this article in Variety um that mentions um um and he wrote it from yeah he wrote it for Variety and um he mentions about fighting police brutality with your wallet and stuff and uh, I can read it here um. Brutality in any form is beneath human decency. When we add the word police to before it, it takes on a whole different meaning. But typically, if one is being brutalized, they can call for or hope for law enforcement to intervene. However, when it is the police doing the brutalizing, who do you call? What do you do? If you resist and fight back, you lose. And if you submit and don't resist, you lose. This loses relationship between the black community and law enforcement is a stain on humanity. A stain that will hang around America's neck like a sh- shackled shame. A hate-filled and blood-soaked saying that like two ink blocks connecting like the brutality of slavery seamlessly with the systemic brutalization of black and brown communities by law enforcement law, and, and the word laws in quotes. For the entirety of my poli- of my lifetime, police have brutalized black people. The far too frequent uh, brutal and excessive treatment of blacks is intended to terrorize an entire race. Terrorism, by definition, is to instill fuel to, to, to terrorize. There is a profound difference between fear and respect. White communities are, who are respected by the police struggle to understand the strange relationship between the black community and the police. They fall back on their own pleasant uh, encounters as a as their frame of reference. Black folks many times assume that assume all cops are bad until proven otherwise, and white folks typically assume all cops are good until proven otherwise. Recently, we have seen rare occasions of police brutality in non-black communities, which has caused outrage, utter shock, and confusion. If these white cops were killing white folks' dogs like they're killing my children, white women would have burned police stations down all over America. It's just so evil when you when somebody that you pay for is doing this to you. When somebody gets a job and your tax money is paying for it, and when black parents and Latino parents have to wonder when their children are going to going out of the drug to the drugstore at night, will they come back? Out of the thousand black cops in America, you can, you never turn on the TV and and pick up the newspaper. And see where a black family, a white family, is complaining that some black cop shot their child or mother or father in the head forty times. Now you ask the question: Are black cops more spiritual than white cops? Are black cops better trained? No, black cops know that white folks ain't gonna tolerate it. That's why you don't see it. See that? Uh, police brutality is not when a cop necessarily knocks me upside the head. It's when a cop calls me racial slurs when he's making the arrest. It's when he handles me wrongly in every process, processing the arrest. This too is a form of police brutality. Police brutality screams, I did not foul your life and you are not human to me. This is a systemic institutionalized problem that demands a system-wide solution. This is genocide by a cop and it cannot be tolerated, but for generations it has been. It has been. I routinely stated that our only effective power is economical. We have to have faith in our ability to maintain a movement, a shift to consciousness that will most likely cause us discomfort, but affect change. This change or paradigm shift cannot be driven by a singular movement. Movements get infiltrated and movements get hijacked. Town halls and rallies are intended to make the folks look, feel better. They are short-term and rarely enduring. You can't however, be lifelong activists with your wallet. Well, change takes work. It takes us doing doing more to our to turn our neighborhoods into communities. It requires us to have meaningful purpose to live and a willingness to be uncomfortable to change a reality. Yeah, it's, it kind of sounds like you know banking black or something like that. I mean, I mean, I guess uh, police brutality harms and emotionally distresses commu- entire communities. 
the problem is corrosive and rooted in the pervasive white supremacy mindset and socioeconomic or socioeconomic factors. No respect for black, brown, or poor, and a definitive disdain for poor blacks. If you could come together enough, if we had one community book cutting against police brutality and then the white folks that are not involved in it, the Tokyo Gorillas, Disneyland, all you media folks, they would come out and stop it. And when they nod their head, it stops. It is time to occupy your life. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I mean, I guess the one thing I learned from it is, um, aside from, you know, not spending money in certain circles, um, you know, that, yes, uh, police brutality is a big problem. And it, it seems that very little is done to stop it. Um because, you know, quite frankly, the majority of this country doesn't really care because, you know, they don't have to care. And, um, you know, Jeffrey, you know, Dick Gregory was able to put in a way that, um, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, I was trying, trying, trying to say, the, the, the 32 woman that died for courtesy of that car accident, uh, well, ramming in Charlottesville, Cousin wrote a strong article. I might post that on um, Film Wanderer, uh, on um, my uh, Pod, Podbean account. So y'all can read that too, as well as read this. Um, I thought that was really, well, that was well written. Um, and Jerry Lewis, he passed away. Uh, he died in 91. Um, you know, great comedian. Um, you know, the bloody professor. Um, you know, the empty, the Muslim Jafi program, like he, that he, that marathon that he had, you know, it, it came on, yeah, it came out here, um, on channel 33, um, what was known as a WBFS channel 33 and stuff like, you know, for quite some times, um, they discontinued, I want to say, like, I want to say six, seven years ago or some shit. Um, so, um, yeah, man, um. gotta say um yeah pretty pretty sad weekend you know we lose you know dick you know dick gregory legend of his own right we lose you know jerry lewis legend of his own right um yeah um you know the week you know i mean the past has been rough and you know it starts rough again you know with losses and titans and in, in their fields um I guess lastly, I can you know I don't want to end on a sad note or anything, but um, um, you know we got more Star Wars characters that might get solo movies. Um, I know Obi Wan Kenobi is you know toss that movie. I see Boba Fletts, uh, Yoda, and uh, Jabba the Hutt. Which yeah, I guess my thing is um, Yeah, I hope they I hope they don't like do this thing where they're like retreading old ground and like trying to get um old people like other people like you know to join the um doing these uh like these uh anthology films. Rogue One was excellent. Um, you know, new characters in the universe that, you know, you know, characters that haven't been portrayed before. I mean, I was I mean, in that respect that was great. But I don't know if we can do more of these with um these characters. So, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go. It's like, great, more Star Wars movies, but it's like, we're going we're gonna, like, to re, rehash older ground. I, like I said, you know, whatever happens, happens. And we'll see what Disney does with that. 
Okay, like I said, I'm I, I I don't really have anything else to talk about on the show, but I just wanted to put one of these out. Um, I'm sorry I sound tired. Um, you know, just um, it's been a long week, and you know, last last episode really tapped me out, and um, like you know, I was I slept about half a day yesterday because I didn't I was really tired and I needed to, um, or I felt like I slept half a day. I actually stayed up for a little bit. I was writing something in the morning, you know, late in the morning. And, um, yeah, I had to, uh, you know, get them Z's. But um, you can follow me again at, uh, you know, ha- uh, film underscore wonder at Twitter. Same for Instagram. Follow, you know, follow me at uh, no captain zero at Snapchat and, um, you know, filmwonder.wordpress.com and filmwonder.plogger.com if you want to read my older stuff there as well. Um, wonder signing off. Y'all take it easy. Um, I don't have an outro song. I don't have an outro song. Yeah, you know, I I'll leave I'll leave I have to leave a blank again. Um Oh, you know what? I can play one. You know, I can play one. Actually there is one I can play. Um I can play the Scarface theme. The anything. Take it easy, y'all.